Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, January 27th at Gulfstream Park. One of their big days. It's Pegasus Day, culminating with the Pegasus World Cup as the 13th race for that grade one. Uh, we've got an all stakes, all graded stakes, pick four, a grade two, a grade three, and two grade ones that we're going to take a look at. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Jim, let's jump into this with race 10 that starts the late pick four. It's the Pegasus Philly and Mare Turf at a mile and a 16th, four-year-olds and up. Star Fortress uh, coming off a uh, impressive win in November at Churchill Downs. Figures to be the favorite in here. How would you see this one? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I want to bet this race with my heart or my head because uh, my head says Star Fortress. Uh, that, you know, 104 buyer and the Cardinal. Um, enough time to recover from that you know, amazing first-time North America effort. Uh, the horse didn't look; she didn't look that great uh, coming from overseas. She, you know, she won a she she didn't win a stakes race. She only won one race overseas, and she got a 100 time form. So nothing to sh- you know shake a stick at. But that was in July, and she got a lot better before the Cardinal and just wiped them out. And and Cherie DeVoe now takes over, um, and I think she's a deserving favorite and would not shock me at all if she won with Luis Saez coming back and backing up that 10-length win that she had at Churchill. Uh, but one of my favorite horses uh, in the last couple of years is running, and it's called Didia. Uh, for Ignacio Correas and, and Ortiz right here, uh, Chamino is it was a regular jockey here, and he's not at uh, Gulfstream, I guess, today. So uh, Jose Ortiz takes over, but this filly is just really impressive and really consistent, has only one really bad race. And that was the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Turf where she was hung outside and she was never really in the race and only got beat four and a half uh, after they took her outside. Uh, I really thought she'd, she'd get in the money there. But she finished she finished tenth, but she got beat by four and a half lengths, which is not much in a mile and a quarter race. Uh, shortening back up to her best distance, she's three for three uh, at a mile and a mile and sixteenth. They've tried her at longer distances, and she hasn't been quite as effective, so... She won three in a row back in 22 and 23 at this distance. So I like Gideon here, uh, and I think if she moves forward, she can certainly run with Star Fortress, and she's got a lot more back class than Star Fortress does. I'm also going to use uh, Fluffy Socks in here, speaking of back class for Chad Brown. This horse is 17 out of 22 in the money, coming off a second-place finish in the Matriarch at Del Mar, uh, where she lost to surge capacity, another uh, Chad Brown horse. And uh, she comes from out of it. I read takes the mount back, and I think she's going to be right there at the finish. And then I'm also going to use a horse that I think might get off to an easy lead here. That's Ruby Nell for Richard Mandela. Uh, you never know how the uh, Santa Anita Del Mar form transfers to East Coast, and generally the turf fillies and mares on the East Coast are tougher. But this horse comes out of the Shamrock, Lady Shamrock at Santa Anita at a mile, where she went wire to wire, and she's got a couple other wire to wire wins on her resume. Uh, she ran well in Del Mar Oaks uh, at a mile and an eighth back in August. So I think the mile and 16th is well within her grasp after coming off a few mile wins. And um, I think this horse has a shot, and Frankie Vittori t- takes them out. So that's my long shot in here. My uh, sentimental pick is Didia, and my head pick is Star Fortress. Yeah, I'm on uh, the, the same ones uh, other than I picked uh, Ruby Nell on top. And the main angle is just that, uh, Richard Mandela doesn't ship across country very often. So when he does, he's uh, usually 
pretty serious about his chance. And so on that angle, uh, I took Ruby Nell on top. She's got speed and has just steadily improved. Uh, Star Fortress would be the most likely winner just based on that performance at Churchill Downs. Fluffy Socks, Didia, I have on my list. And then the other one I'm going to throw in is Cairo Consort, just on the angle that uh, she has a great affinity for Gulfstream Park, and it's Todd Fletcher, so I'm going to throw that one on. But her speed figures do look light. I would certainly acknowledge that. The 11th race, leg two of the late pick fours, the grade three Fred Hooper stakes at a flat mile, one turn. Uh, Bob Baffert is shipping in across country as well as Mandela is, and uh, he's got a Jazzy here, and that's who I took on top. I tried to beat him and ended up just going back to a Jazzy uh, off those 299 buyer figures off a layoff and um, ran you know, very well last time. Speed and inside, it's just too much to pass up there. I figured he'll be a big favorite, but I decided not to try to beat him. The horse that I almost took on top was Tumbarumba, I like the turn back from a mile and an eighth. Horse has been uh, good around one turn. Uh, really sharp works coming into this race for the Brian Lynch barn, which has had a, a really good meet. So I think that one's dangerous. That would uh, be the one that I think is the most likely upsetter. Uh, accretive for uh, Chad Brown, capable of running in the high 90s, which would be competitive in this spot. Uh, Signature, uh, two wins at a one-mile distance and steadily improving. Uh, Steel Sunshine has four wins at Gulfstream, four wins at a mile, making the second start off a layoff. But Hijazi on top for me. How about you? I agree with you on Hijazi. And I actually, um, this was the, the easiest race for me to single. Uh, I can't single in the last two. I'm going to go deep in both of those. Um, so to keep my ticket affordable, I'm going to single Hijazi. The other horse that I like in here is Accretive. And you mentioned um, uh, mid-90s and a one-on-one buyer on here. But what most impresses me about his resume is if you go back to the one-on-one buyer, which was the Amsterdam in July of 22, a long time ago, but he ran second to Gunite by a neck. And then you move forward. He wins a couple races in early in July and September of 23. And then he comes into the Vosburg, the grade two, and he gets beat by a length and a half to Cody's Wish. So Cody's Wish or Gunite were either one in this field. They would be one to nine, one to five at the most. They're they're better than a Jazzy is. So I'm a, I'm afraid of Accretive, and I'm and I'm thinking that the way I would bet the race is is the exacta. I'm going to use a Jazzy in the pick four, but I'm going to box the one and the eight just in case Chad has this horse ready to fire. He didn't run well in the Cigar Mile, but that was a muddy track. He's not going to catch a muddy track at Gulfstream. And if you take that out of his resume, looks. Really impressive, especially with the horses that just barely beat him. Two grade ones to finish up the late pick four at Gulfstream. The 12th race is the grade one Pegasus Turf at a mile and an eighth. Four-year-olds and up. You got a European invader here, a horse that uh, ran well in the uh, Breeders' Cup uh, race that she competed in, going against the boys here, talking about Warm Heart. Where did you land? I think Warm Heart is certainly going to be the favorite in here. Um after she ran so well in Breeders' Cup, they took her to Hong Kong, and she ran there. She ran well there, only got beat three and a quarter lengths and finished third. Um, comes back here and takes on the boys, so she's not afraid of anything. And her time form ratings in the in the uh, in European races at Longchamp and, and uh, York were very good, 114 time forms. 
and she backed that up with a 105 buyer in the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Turf. Only got beat a half a length, uh, or uh, a neck. You know, just barely got beat by Inspiral, who was the big favorite. So Warm Heart's going to be a legitimate favorite here. This was the other one that I could have singled, but I felt like Hajazi was a better bet. So in this one, I'm going to use uh, Warm Heart, of course, but I'm also going to use Integration, a very lightly raced horse for Sue McGahee, who is three for three lifetime, including a, the win in the Hill Prince last time out by five lengths. So he's getting better. Uh, again, lightly raced four-year-old, didn't start his career until August of last year. So had some trouble getting to the races, but has fired three three winners. And if he moves forward, he's going to be tough to handle as well. I'm going to use uh, Cheryl Spite at 15 to 1 for Roger Atfield. This horse comes off a Breeders' Cup mile effort, which was much better than it looks. Only got beat two and a half lengths. Only it was eight lengths back, but Master of the Seas won it. Casa Creed finished third, and, and this horse is, you know, maybe a length, length and a half behind Casa Creed. Again, if that horse was in here, uh, Cheryl Spite is competitive. There's no way I think he's 15 to 1. So I want to use him, hoping to, for a price. And I want to use main event for George Weaver and Javier Castellano uh, on the outside. Uh, this horse probably is the controlling speed. And Castellano always rides big in big races. So um, I'm thinking this horse at a mile and eight is two for three, three for four at Gulfstream. Lots of reasons to like main event at 10 to one. So I'm, I'm going to think this horse, I'm not sure that um, – Warm Heart is a slam dunk in here. I think it's a more competitive race than it appears. I took uh, some horses you didn't mention, so this is, could be uh, maybe a, a spot to spread. I took Web Slinger on top. Just the horse has been very consistent. Third start off a layoff for the Mark Cassie barn. Has run well in uh, at Gulfstream and in some tough spots. And I think just could be a little bit of an overlay because of all the money that Warm Heart will take. Uh Warm Heart had two Group 1 wins last season, almost won the Breeders' Cup race. So on class, she certainly has an uh, an edge just on raw class, but she is going against the boys, so it's a little bit of a tougher ask. King Max I'm going to use on my ticket. Big improvement in the first start off a layoff and had some trouble to boot. And then Masterpiece, the, the Dutro Barn. Horses uh, run well against these kind before. So I'm going to take a shot on uh, Masterpiece with – uh, the uh, thought that uh, Dutro could uh, move this one forward. So four deep in the uh, pick four for me. 13th race wraps up the late pick four. It's the grade one Pegasus World Cup at a mile and an eighth. Used to be the Don Handicap. I like first mission on top. Uh, ran really well in the Clark. Got beat a nose. Uh, lifetime best buyer figure of 102. It was the second start off uh, a layoff after uh, winning at Keeneland and had a troubled trip, just got up to win at Keeneland, and then um, you had a tough race to win the prep at Keeneland and then uh, came back in a fairly short rest and ran against some uh, good horses in the Clark. I think First Mission has got a lot of upside. I think he's a future grade one winner, and I'm not sure how many true grade one horses there are in this field. Uh Really sharp series of workouts for Brad Cox for this one. So I think first mission and it breaks out and, and stamps himself as a, a top four-year-old with a win in the World Cup. National treasure I'm going to use just on the Baffert angle. The horse ran a 101 figure narrowly beaten by Cody's Wish in the Breeders' Cup mile. Maybe he's finally putting it all together from that speed figure standpoint. That was a lot better than anything he'd ever run before. So if he runs back to that, got to figure he's got a shot. 
O'Connor won the prep for this with a 100 buyer. So I think I've got to have him on my ticket. And then a, my price horse is Croupy for Todd Pletcher. Three wins at a mile and an eighth, which could be noteworthy in this, this field. And uh, coming off his best buyer and uh, has just been in good form. And the L Pennsylvania Derby race, I think, is better than it looks on paper. So not a great post. I think he's probably more of a fill-out-the-trifecta horse. But I'm going to have him on the ticket just in case. So uh, four deep with first mission on top for me. Who do you like in the Pegasus World Cup? I pretty much like them all. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go all because, you know, I think if you look at this race and you say it's either national treasure or it's wide open. Um, like you say, national treasure repeats that Breeders' Cup dirt mile win. He's going to win the race, but it's a mile and an eighth. It's not a mile. It's not on the West Coast. Um, he does have grade one experience. He won the Preakness, obviously. He ran up the track in the Belmont and the Travers, and now he take, now he's four years old. He's taking on older horses. I just think it's an uphill battle for National Treasure. Uh, I, I think if he doesn't get the lead, he's not going to win, and I'm not sure he's going to get the lead. I think Hoist the Gold might have as much, if not better, positional speed. Uh, he set... Uh, a wicked pace in the cigar mile. They caught a muddy track, but he was 44 and 4 and 109 for the six furlongs and won by four and a half. Hoist the gold is my price play in here. I'm just thinking that if it's a muddy track, he's not going to get that at Gulfstream, so he might go back to where he is, which is a good grade two winner. But if he has truly gotten better and can stretch it out to a mile and an eighth and can hold that speed, I think he's got a shot at 12 to 1. Uh, I'm going to use National Treasure, going to use O'Connor uh, because of 2 for 5 at Gulfstream, and including the Harlan Holiday. First Mission, I think you're right. First Mission's got a very bright future. Um, only has five went five races under his belt. Um, was beaten by uh, Trademark last time out at uh, Churchill in the Clark at a mile and eight. So i got to use Trademark. You didn't, you didn't use him as one of your horses, but I thought that horse jumped up and ran a huge race in the Clark. And comes back, he's got plenty of rest. He's been off a couple months. So I think he fits as well. And the other one's Grant Aspen for Todd Fletcher and um, Jose Ortiz, who ran right behind O'Connor. So I'm going to use seven of them, which breaks my little rule. And if you want to go all, you can go all. It'll cost you about 100 bucks. But I've got a $56 ticket using those seven. And I, I think this race is really wide open. I have an $80 pick four ticket, 14679 to start. Then I'm going to use 1 and 11. I'm going to throw Tumbarumba in there with Hijazi. 5, 6, 8, 9 in the Pegasus Turf and 2, 7, 8, 11 in the Pegasus World Cup. $80 ticket. How about you? Well, mine's only 56. It's 4, 6, 7, 9 with 1, with 3, 9, 10, 11, with 2, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 12 for 56 bucks. Best of luck if you're playing the card at Gulfstream or somewhere else. Just make sure you have some funds in that Keeneland Select account because uh, there's some nice opportunities coming up over this coming weekend. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That's the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.